is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. <laughs> Yo, what's up? It's your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador. Um, yeah, still trying to stay clear of the coronavirus out there. It's got a lot of people spooked. Anyway, uh, thank you for tuning in uh, and joining me on this journey. Um, so I want to get on the old Twitter. Um, I got banned from it the other day, but I won't go into further details because they might try and ban me again, but thought I was within reason what I said about certain people. But anyway, the Twitter didn't see it that way. But as I was, uh, you know, I like to try and follow the American politics. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I follow the old Trumpsky in the tweets, see what he's saying. Um, and uh, Bernie Sanders, feel the burn, of course. And in Bernie Sanders' tweet, one of them was, um, he was talking about, like, the amount of money that each nation spent on military. Now, we know America is obviously, like, just fucking miles ahead of everyone else. China, obviously, shitload, right, in, you know, another world power. Uh, and that's actually been part of the critique, actually, of China, is they've spent so much money. They're like, what about, you know, in the health system? But, you know, I uh, don't mind the Chinese, and I'm sure after what they've learnt with this coronavirus, they will pump a lot of money into the health system hereafter. And, um, lo and behold, uh, the third one was, like, Saudi Arabia. Now, I knew that the Saudis were fighting uh, Houthi rebels in Yemen, right? I mean, you know, they spent a little bit of dosh on um, debts and that sort of stuff. Could, you know, probably have slightly better air defence capabilities because the Iranians took them out with a drone and knocked out their oil systems. But anyway, turns out that they're spending a lot of money. And it also turns out that uh, the good old-fashioned people at The Economist, so, you know, the usual spiel, sign up to them, you know don't own the rights or anything like that, um, but yeah, you know, just a little bit of a promotion for The Economist, uh, because they generally do, in my view, a lot of good articles, and I'm going to read one uh, today called From Muskets to Missiles, and well, it's about the Middle East arms race going on at the moment, so fuck it, let's get involved. Um, from muskets to missiles, Chinese, Russian and local defence firms begin to battle the Western giants for the last big weapons market that's still up for grabs. Uh, to give you sort of the shorthand version before we go into it, um, the Russians basically back the Syrians and the Iranians, the Americans back the Saudis and some other sort of smaller uh, countries within the Middle East and... Um, Egypt used to be Russia, then used to be America, and then, yeah, back to Russia and some other people at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's also playing a bigger picture, not just the oil, it's like who's backing who as well. The flow of foreign arms to the Arabian Peninsula began in earnest 150 years ago, or well, probably before then, to be honest with you, but basically the fucking Europeans 
had all these shit weapons that they were flogging off to the Arabs, right? Then they discovered that they had oil, and they're like, oh, we want the oil, let's just throw them a couple more weapons. Fast track to today, uh, at the Dubai Air Show last November, um, we're starting to see sort of the Russians get more involved, they've always been big players, uh, and Russian weapons exports to the Middle East apparently hit an all-time high of $13.7 billion in 2018. I'm just giving a bit of a summary at the moment so we can get through it. Uh, so the big Western defence firms mostly rely on the domestic markets for sales and profits. Exports account for less than a third of revenues for Lockheed Martin, the world's biggest arms maker. Uh, but, the local but the global export market is big and getting bigger. Stockholm International Peace Research Institute, a think tank, puts it around $100 billion in 2018. That's probably above the counter. That's not to talk about all the conflicts around the world with black market gun running most of the time, which is usually done through, um, through uh, <laughs> the secret services and stuff as well and, you know, other ways of getting around it. But they're the ones, basically, the... Chinese, Americans, Brits, uh, Russians, uh, French, uh, Italians, and a couple of others are the ones that are sort of the main arms makers around the world and, and whatnot. The growing share of these revenues comes from the Middle East. In 2014 to 18, that region received a third of the world's arms exports, second only to Asia-Pacific uh, countries there imported 87% more weapons in that period than they had in previous five years. In 2018, Saudi Arabia splurged $68 billion on military, more than anyone bar America and China. That's what the boon was saying. Uh, UAE was the seventh biggest spend in 2014, and tiny Qatar and Omar made the top 20. I'd actually suggest that people go have a look in the map, right? Google and uh, actually have a look how freaking small UAE is um, in Qatar and then that kind of puts it in perspective once you read about the populations and everything like that, um, how big a deal that it is that they're spending so much cash. Uh, America's massive weapon makers uh, are responsible for 36% of global defence. Uh, all but eight of the world's 20 biggest defence firms by sales are American. American industry accounted for 36% of global exports in 2014 to 18. Countries in the Middle East snapped up over half of American exports in that period, as well as 60% of Britain, 44% of France, and 25% of the old Germans. In 2018, the Middle East contributed $3.6 billion, or 7% to the revenues of Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, the fourth biggest producer, made 15% of its overall sales in the region, including North Africa, which were roughly around $4 billion. Uh, a large amount of them are jets. Um, so Saudi Arabia has, has amassed the world's eighth largest fleet of combat aircraft. The contract signed in 2011 for 84 new F-15 fighters and upgrades to 70 existing planes is worth $24 billion to Boeing and its suppliers. Raytheon and Britain's BA Systems sold 72 Typhoon jets in 2007. The deal is worth about $7 million. Uh, there are some things that American firms will not or cannot sell. International arms treaties to which America is party 
biosignature troops from exporting ballistic missiles as well as certain cruise missiles and armed drones. So the Chinese come in and fill the market on that, of which, uh, you know, they're making leaps and bounds in their technology as well. Uh, strategic rivals, uh, oh, this argument's sake, call it sort of China and to a certain extent America. Uh, strategic rivals like India, the world's second biggest arms importer behind Saudi Arabia, will not touch Chinese wares. So it's getting a little bit uh, obviously political, and that's the main thing. Uh, you see it in the conflicts as well. Um, so in 2018, the UAE used a Chinese drone to kill a Houthi rebel in, the, in Yemen, uh, where it was fighting an insurgency with the Saudi-led coalition. Peter Navarro, President Donald Trump's trade advisors, complained that Wing Long 2, made by the Chengdu Aircraft Industry Group, is a clear knockoff of the Predator drone. Well, yeah, it probably is, but that's what they've done, and what are you going to do about it, pretty much? Uh, Russia, with domestic sales in decline since 2016, has also, like I said, got involved. Russian firms have yet to break into the Gulf's lucrative market. In Dubai, the affable Mr. Kadov, who was as like a sales representative, seemed keenest to flaunt non-military kit, such as wine storage systems made of military-grade materials and Kalashnikov passenger hydrofoil. Uh, they've been supplying more products to Egypt uh, because America temporarily denied them weapons due to the coup in 2013. Russian government says it's in talks to sell their, their Suko Su-35 combat jets to the UAE. Um, uh, the Saudis are discussing acquisition of S-400 anti-aircraft missile systems made by the Russians. Um, and when Turkey, NATO ally, I agreed to buy the S-400s, America reacted by refusing to sell F-35s. So... Also, politics does play a role in it, as always happens with arms. Um, the Canadian government is under pressure at home to block an $11 billion contract to furnish Saudi Arabia with armoured vehicles made by General Dynamics. Britain has suspended new export licences for equipment that might be used by the Saudi-led coalition in Yemen. BAE's $6.5 billion US deal to sell more typhoons may be in jeopardy. The last threat to Western dominance may come from the importers themselves. Big defence contracts typically involve joint ventures with local companies. Um, we see this in Australia. I know for the fact, well, you know, it's always up and down, but we do our own submarines and we do our own armoured personnel carriers, Pakistan, South Korea and other local industries. At the Dubai show, the UAE unveiled EDGE, a consortium of 25 defence firms, Saudi Arabian Military Institute, SAMI, as another one that started in 2017. The Saudis want to localise half their spending on arms by 2030. I mean, it's understandable if you drop 68 fucking billion from 2% of 2017. They're enlisting foreign executives and experts. China has built a drone factory there. SAMI is run by a German the Saudi Arabian's firms. It will be a while before local companies rival the Western giants, but the days when the West could sell out-of-date muskets are now gone. And the Middle East is arming themselves through the teeth. And, um, yeah, well, basically the Western China are making fucking billions out of it. And more likely the money's going back in and employing local people uh, within those countries as well. So... Yeah, you know, Nostradamus predicted that the Third World War would start in the Middle East. I obviously hope that it doesn't. Uh, was petering a little bit close for my liking at the start of the year. 
um, but hopefully things will cool out. But it's always a worrying sign when you have uh, countries uh, within the region essentially in an arms race and just arming themselves to the absolute teeth. Uh, so like always, we have to uh, heed caution and uh, yeah, non-violence is uh, always the way especially when it's done on a mass scale, because let's face it, no one's really going to win out of all of it. All right, so yeah, there you go. Arms race of the Middle East. Podcast done. Oh, yeah.